Welcome to Remelations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remelations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, we've got a dream from our bestie, Gina, about interviewing nannies, pantless yoga, and thruples. We also have catnaps about enjoying a delicious cheesecake, mm. the punishment of not getting home before the streetlights come on, Oh, bad. Brooke goes back to school shopping in a dream, <gasps> Yay! and I have a little mishap with a seat on an airplane. <laughs> So you want to stay tuned for that. But stick around because I'm talking about the topic of sensory incorporation in dreams. So things you hear, things you smell, and do they make it into your dreams and why? Cool. All right, bestie. It's time to get started. Woo! Hi. Your cheekbones look spectacular today. Oh, my. (laughs) My cheekbones feel spectacular as well. Oh, good. Give them some extra plumping today. So you just pinch the cheeks, just get a little red, you know, pinch. just a little pinch. That's how you attract the men, you know. Those you gotta attract them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such know. like we a never 19- know where it's gonna. No, especially since that's like a 1950s thing. Just pinch your cheeks. Oh yeah, pinch your cheeks. Give them a little color. <laughs> Bat your eyes. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. Mindy. And yes, oh. hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. This yes. is not going so well. I don't no. know why. Bat your eyes and what else? Give him a little wink. Shake your tail feather. Ooh, tail feather. <laughs> All right. Well, how about shinny. we just get into it? Let's Should get we just into get it. Get into it. <laughs> yes. I've got a great dream from our bestie Gina today. So it's All always right. good to Yay. hear from you, Gina. This one's yes. kind of a funny one. So hold on. <laughs> okay, I know her dreams, and so I'm ready for You're a ready? coaster. Okay. I'm ready. I dreamed that my parents needed a nanny. Why? I'm not sure, since I'm their youngest child, and I'm in my 30s, but mm-hmm. they needed one. I came across a friend's Facebook post in which they were promoting their prior nanny, whom they no longer needed. The post okay. was about how honest and wonderful the woman was. Sounds okay. Yes. So I reached out to the woman and invited her over to meet my parents. She was about 55 years old. Oh, okay. The first thing she did upon arrival to my parents' house was pull down her pants and sit on their bed. Mm -hmm. Definitely um, a big X through that name, and here's the door. And um, making herself at home right away. Oh, pretty comfy. Pretty comfy. I like it. My mom and I exchanged glances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we asked her some typical interview questions, she then proceeded. Like, why are your pants down? <laughs> you know, the start typ- with that one. The typical, the typical interview questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She then proceeded to do some pantless yoga poses on the floor. Okay. <laughs> Did you read her resume yeah. at first? I mean, was this? All in the resume, or I mean, the friend just said wonderful, honest, and wonderful. Naked yogi, <laughs> babysitter, nanny, parent adults, or no one. We're checking all the boxes. Yeah. Yep. Well, she seems qualified. <laughs> My mom pulled me into the other room and said, Gina, this is not okay. 
Nope, I replied. (laughs) I approached the woman and said, this isn't going to work out. It's not a good fit. Okay, she said sheepishly and headed toward the front door. Sensing her embarrassment, I tried to smooth things over by saying, I think the reason my friend recommended you was because you're very honest, and I do find that to be the case. (laughs) But we're... (laughs) But... Were you in a three-way what? relationship with the last couple? Yes, oh. she replied. Oh. Ah, I said, my parents aren't looking for that. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. you'd think you'd... My parents aren't looking for that. No, they're not. They're looking for maybe someone to help with the laundry, some light cleaning, I don't know if you Dinner call that prep. a nanny, though. That's what a housekeeper or a. Yeah. But I have mixed feelings about the term nanny in my. Oh, you do. It no, not bad feelings, but the fact oh. that they she used nanny specifically, so it it wasn't housekeeper right. nannies, for instance. I associate at least, hopefully, care and comfort, and you know they even said she was wonderful and honest and. Is this for Gina's parents to make them feel better? Maybe they think Gina (laughs) needs a nanny, even though she's in her (laughs) 30s. And even her friend on Facebook, who she reached out to, didn't really seem like, hey, that's weird. You know, like, hey, do you need a nanny? Do your parents need it? Well, anyway, got one. (laughs) Have you ever... Have you ever seen um, the Disney... No, this is one that my kids used to watch all the time. The Disney show... God, it was... um, Jesse. Jesse was the name of it. Oh. It's like she's a nanny and she's like nannying these rich kids. Of course, you never saw like the parents because they were off like no. doing things. <laughs> doing fabulous doing things. Doing fabulous things. And it's just like, you know, four kids that she's got to keep an eye on. So that's like one of those shows that my kids just, everyone's got that like Disney show growing up. And this is one that they yeah. watched constantly. But I am pretty sure that in the show, Jesse never had naked yoga. She didn't take her Mm-mm. pants off. I mean, this is Disney. You can't get that. You can't get that crazy. That's no, no, no. That's no. what Gina needs. She needs to contact Disney, get a nice, wholesome nanny for mom and she dad. She needs a Jesse. She needs a Jesse. Oh, hashtag, hashtag. What Ooh. does Debbie Ryan dream? Ah, yes. Now my kids good. would love to know this because I mean, oh, this boy. is probably like in its heyday, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Oof. So we gotta know. Well, there was a couple spinoffs. We need to Spunked know. Spunked was one of the spinoffs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no naked yeah, yoga. That works. No naked yoga there. No, I'm sure you won't see that on any Disney show. <laughs> Not the Disney you Maybe. can find on the Disney Channel, like Dark Disney. Right. On the Dark Disney web. After Dark. Ooh. Disney After Dark. Naughty. <laughs> Gina's got it all figured out. She sure does. And Nanny. Gina's just a, a fun soul. She's like, uh, yeah. my parents might need some help, but. Can we zhuzh it up a little bit? Super naked and fun. (laughs) Yeah, super naked and fun is what we're looking for. (laughs) That's what the ad said. (laughs) (laughs) Must know yoga and be super naked and fun. Or actually half naked and fun. Oh, I thought she was all naked. Oh, just the bottoms. Just the bottoms. Just pantless. Now, what kind... Now, what kind of yoga poses? I don't know where this might go. Uh, Um, You got, you got, you know... Down dog. Oh, down dog. That's kind of. Oh, what about warrior? Tr- pretty safe. Pretty safe. What about um? What is it? Frog or 
where you lean up like on your <laughs> forearms. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to be a bad one. <laughs> I'm sure there is naked yoga somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it might be more private. It would though. probably be fun. Yeah. Um, the whole pants off thing. One, it's odd because it's just the pants. Sure. Not really sure. I mean, this lady seems pretty free as is, so I don't know why she wouldn't have just like whipped those titties out too. But the whole hey. thing's out. I mean, if you're into a top or a bottom, usually the top would come first, and then the bottom's a maybe little bit more. It was, I would think. I think maybe because this was a professional environment, it was an interview, so maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> she just took her pants right down, sat right on the bed. That's the first thing. Gross. Gross. <laughs> That's all I want to say. It's gross. I, I'm guessing there's no undies involved either. But no, in my mind there was not. I was in my mind was there was off. none. And um uh, I love how they tried to continue <laughs> the interview. You're like, process. okay. Um, that's mm-hmm. a beige flag, but we're going to move on. <laughs> oh, naked yoga. I think we're going to have to draw the line there. Mm, it does sound interesting, but not what we're looking for. But I mean, pantless yoga, aren't yoga pants the best part? I mean, they're so comfy right. and they make your butt look good. Keep them on. Keep them <laughs> on. But she's really not embarrassed at it, as is what is usually the case when nudity is sure. in dreams. You know, it's usually a stress dream, but God bless her. She um, has a lot of confidence and maybe it's more. And Gina was even like felt, even felt bad for her at the end. Like, no, oh, sorry, it wasn't a good fit. No, not not like completely creeped out and was like, get the hell out of my house. No, just and my parents, cool. you know, get away from just my parents. Pretty cool <laughs> about it, right? Just really cool about it. Yeah, sorry I about mean, that, you know. So the yoga, the nudity. Just like yoga itself, connecting maybe your body and mind, breathing, <laughs> some kind of stress. But who knows with Gina? That's why we love her. We never know what's going on <laughs> in that brain of hers. In all the best possible ways, yes. But like yes. as you were saying when the nanny was leaving, she was cray-cray. But Gina, the lovely person that she is, like you said, was comforting her. <laughs> So kind of flipped. The nanny was supposed to either be Mm -hmm, comforting her or her parents, but she ended up having to comfort the nanny. And so, I mean, going through this experience kind of myself more recently, maybe this whole thing is symbolic of the parent-child role flip at some point. We Mm -hmm. as the children Mm -hmm. now need to help our parents be a caregiver to them. And so it's kind of like finding a nanny for them is maybe her realizing that switch or that flip is happening in her life. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard when it comes to your parents because we are the younger generation and societally parents can be very old school. So is it that Gina's kind of free in her spirit? Mm -hmm. So she's looking for this caretaker, yet (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't jive with what the mom, what mom and dad want. <laughs> they you know, don't it's like, want it's that. that. That's that line between what's the younger generation is used to and what the older generation is stuck on. Oh, that's very interesting. Thank you for that. I love that. But I, um, yay I just, nudity. No. Yay nudity. It's okay. I love <laughs> your body. It's okay. Even like my parents have a whole. I think that generation has issues with 
like body dysmorphia because that's like what mm-hmm. our like yours and my generation all we read were magazines and we were told we had to look a certain yeah. way and it's so different now it's so mm-hmm. different now it's like love yourself for how, who you are blah 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 but it's like they're not used to that like so like yeah it's hard to hard for them to understand new things but i'm glad they are and the whole idea of this thruple <laughs> Thank you. That was that was going to be my next thing because that's very new age, right? And that's you know, generationally might be a a, a sticking point for the older generation to understand these different love situations. Yep. Traditionally, it's not traditional. Definitely, why she said, "I don't think my parents want that." But you're right. The three way, the thruple. I think it's kind of interesting with the rest of the dream. So I just wanted to kind of talk talk about threesomes just for a second. Mm-hmm. X-rated mm-hmm. dreams about having sex with multiple partners are less naughty than you may think. Boo. I say boo, but we know that's true. All of <laughs> Live that, out your fantasies, people. Yes. All of that <laughs> sexual action may be a sign that you're feeling the need to be more supported in life or that there is something missing. If the threesome is female dominant, it's likely that you're missing some form of emotional element in your life. If it's male dominant, it's likely that you're missing physical attention. Either way, this sort of dream signals that it may be worth asking for a little support from your friends and family once in a while, which I think is crazy because the whole dream is about support and family. So yeah, is there an explanation for parents and a thruple? (laughs) Um, I didn't get that far. No, into didn't it. read that far down the article. And I didn't know if I wanted to, to be no. honest. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just found that very interesting that that really s- literally supports the rest of the dream and kind of yeah. the main message of the dream. So I think mm. either way, it's about caring and supporting each other, even if it's in the most bizarre way possible. <laughs> and if it's in an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to is being uncomfortable or like some part of it's uncomfortable yeah vulnerable you have to be vulnerable you know when it comes to helping your parents as they get older too like you said it's It's you're seeing them your parents becoming more more vulnerable as they get older yeah and so that caretaking like you mentioned it moves on to the children and yeah you're just trying and she's in her 30s she said she's in her 30s it could very well be happening you know it happens at all different Mm -hmm. stages parents are all different ages whatever so who knows Who knows? But we wish you the best of luck, Gina, as always, and can't wait to hear from you soon. Thanks, Gina. Love that chick. If you want to be like our bestie Gina and share a dream with us, the best way you can do that is going to remolations.com slash support. There's lots of ways you can support the show from following us on our social media to sharing your dream. Heck, even join our sleepover squad and all that information's there. All you have to do is hit the website remolations.com slash support. And we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Very much. Thank you. Thank you. And Mindy, once again, as always, woohoo, lights going off, fireworks, catnip. Ooh, fireworks. fireworks. We have fireworks today. <laughs> yes, in studio, <laughs> which is my living room and Mindy's I hope basement. The cold sparks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We don't want to set things on fire. That's never good. No, be safe. <laughs> Do you have one to get us started, Miss Mindy? I do. And you're not going to like this one. Oh. This one comes from Valerie. <laughs> oh, by the way, if, if you don't like it, head to our merch store because we have I Don't Like It shirts. You're going to want to check out all of that. Yeah, they're cool. Oh, you ready? 
This mm-hmm. one is from Valerie from Omaha, Nebraska. Mm, I'm already kind of upset at Valerie, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I've had a ton of recurring dreams in my life. Most of them have been pretty obvious meetings or metaphors, but a new one started happening over the past several weeks that makes no sense to me. Ooh. In this dream, I am chewing gum, okay. and it gets stuck in my throat. Ooh. I'm trying to pull it out, but it feels like it's just never-ending. It just keeps stretching. It sometimes feels like it's even fused to the inside of my throat. And as I pull it, I feel my fo- my throat start to come with it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like it. I can understand my... Me- I don't like it. I can understand most of my recurring dreams about falling, collapsing buildings, or teeth falling out. But this one makes no sense. Especially because I haven't chewed gum in maybe 10 years. Wow. Ugh. We've had a few of these dreams where something's stuck in the throat. And yeah. It's really interesting to me. Like red threads. Yeah. Bugs and I, coming out. Like we've had a, just a the gamut. feeling of that. Like the lack of oxygen, the fear of not knowing what's happening. Like, oh, I hate those. Just saying it, you can feel it. Exactly. Ugh. You can feel that. Like pulling it out and mm, yeah, mm. but that that shit can happen at least on TV because there was an episode of Twenty Four where Jack <laughs> Bauer like wet a towel like uh-huh. and made a guy swallow it until it like fused oh. with his organs and like stomach and then like he was the plan was to rip it out. I can't remember if it happened or not, but. That's not very nice. Ouchie. Well. Yeah, it's gross. I, this is. I hope you have something <laughs> other than that <laughs> to share. Yeah, I do. It's a little different. This is from Karen and she's from Jupiter, Florida. Okay. I'm not religious. I don't go to church or anything, but I dreamt that the churchgoers from the church I went to as a child were all having an orgy to organ hymns. <laughs> At the oh. end. Jesus appeared, and then I woke up. <laughs> so short and sweet, but changes the subject a little bit. <laughs> it, that it does. Church orgies, always a good time. We're back to naked people, though. We're back mm. to naked people. And you know what? I got to be honest. I feel like um, how my catnaps today just fell into place. <laughs> there is kind of like, you'll see one as I, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Interesting. All right. Let's see if we can follow along with what is happening. All right. I've got one here from Danny, D-A-N-I, from Prescott, Arizona. I rarely remember my dreams, but I have had one stuck with me ever since I was about eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. I'm walking home after playing outside until the streetlights came on. (laughs) Of course. And it's it's time to go home then. It's the rule. (laughs) We don't have cell phones. Make it home before dark. I walk past a dark alley and suddenly someone starts chasing me with a huge knife. Oh, this isn't good. I start running as fast as my little eight-year-old legs will carry me and finally reach my front door. The door is locked because I'm late coming home and my parents thought that locking me out would teach me a lesson. Oh, no. No one answers the door. The unknown person with a knife catches up and skins me alive oh. right there on the front porch. 
Could he you? starts with my feet and works his way up, prolonging my death. Oh, god! I wake up when he's just about to start skinning my midsection. Eek. Oh, Danny, were you ever late home after that? Because I don't care if it's I, a dream or not. I'm making sure my ass is on that front porch before those lights come on. I'm like there 30 minutes before those lights come on. I'm not fucking around with this. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, parents are like, mm, nope, sorry, got to teach you a lesson. You were late, Missy. Yeah, and now it's. And parents- no ice cream stain. No ice cream because there's don't no have a child? skin, no child, so I don't know. Aww. It's sad and like disturbing. It. Okay, well, first we went from, you know, sex in a familiar childhood church. Now we're going <laughs> to high school a little bit, but still kind of a sex theme. So I don't know why. Okay. It's just kind of moving right along. This is another short one. Okay. There was a murderer in the high school. Turns out it was some sort of blob monster, and I had the opportunity to save the school by giving it a blowjob. <laughs> its dick was massive. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> oh. Good, because I don't... Oh, sorry. You know what? Did I even say? This is Jocelyn, and she's from oh. Eugene. <laughs> thanks, Jocelyn. Um, thanks for saving the school. Um, I, well, we don't know. She had the opportunity to oh, okay. save the school, yeah. but I mean, if it was that we massive, don't I don't know. Talk about gums getting stuck in your throat. Oh, no. no. <laughs> You're going to have to check the levels <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I saw it shoot up into the red. <laughs> oh, my Ew. God. Oh, yuck, my yuck, goodness. Yuck. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Okay. Well. This one is from our bestie, Nicole, from Florida. Hi. One night I had a high... Oh, sorry. It's all right. One night I had a high... (laughs) One night I had a high fever and my mom let me sleep in her bed so she could keep an eye on me better throughout the night. I had a fever dream that night about going to a carnival and eating the best cheesecake I ever had. Sounds awesome. I could taste it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sounds so good. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to sit here for a moment and just enjoy the thought of cheesecake. What's your cheesecake of choice? Well, <laughs> I used to work at the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, and there's so too many I got to choices. Try there's too many. So many cheesecakes. Oh, gosh. And so every time I go there, I get the lemon raspberry truffle or mm. the chocolate tuxedo. I'm in a chocolatey mood. But both of them. Both of them at the same time. All. You? All of them. I'm similar. I like a fruity one. I've never had like a raspberry and lemon or raspberry and lemonade. Raspberry and lemon together. But I love that combo. So I think uh-huh. I would die. But I also like like a turtley one like with chocolate and caramel. Yes. So again, Ooh, if I'm in a chocolate mm. mood or a fruity mood, sure. all good. I get it. Exactly. All good. Bestie, let us know what your favorite cheesecake is. We'll post it in our Facebook group. So let us know. And you can send us a cheesecake if you'd like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have a P.O. box. We do. It'll stay good for a couple hours. Yeah. They'll freeze it. (laughs) They'll freeze it for us. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just ask real nice. I'll ask Bill. It's a small little post office. His name's Bill. He's a sweet guy, you know. He's like about 75. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. him. I've never met him. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I like him. <laughs> but I'm sure he's swell. I'm sure he's swell. Nicole goes on to say, this dream was so vivid that when I woke up, I had my hand in the position of holding a fork, and I was genuinely shocked to find that my plate of cheesecake had vanished. Oh! I began looking under the covers trying to find my missing cheesecake. <laughs> my mom woke up and asked what I was looking for, and I wailed, my cheesecake! <laughs> and I began to cry. I don't blame her. Ooh. I don't blame her either. That's worth cheesecake's worth crying over. It is. It, it is. is a good piece of cheesecake. Mm. If you can't tell, Bestie, we're recording this around dinner time. So yeah, we're, we're hungry. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like everything sounds good. <laughs> so I do have a dream from Brooke in Dubuque. What? That's me. That's me. No, it must not be you. It must be another Brooke. I'm only sharing I'm this sure one. I'm sure there's more than one. This isn't that exciting, but I'm sharing it more for Mindy because I think she'll like totally understand. <laughs> okay. But so Yay. we went from, this just so happened, the order. So we went from sex in a church to sex in a high school uh-huh. to now just a high school dream. It like kind of just okay. flowed. Okay. Got it. I had a dream last night that I was in high school and needed a new folder. Even though it seemed to be my first day, (laughs) I somehow accessed my real memories to get me around this exact replica in my dream. I had to go see Laverne. Okay. So for our bestie who doesn't know, (laughs) every high school had a little bookshop. You're going to know. I'll I'll pick this up. (laughs) We had this little bookshop in our school that was run by this little old lady named Laverne. And she was like old when we were there. And she yeah. worked there many years after we had left. So I, she had to be in her 90s by the time she finished. Oh, I, working she, she had to be. Sweet old lady. She even had this notebook that if you didn't have money, she'd write, she'd give it to you on credit, pretty much. And she just had this little notebook, the spiral bound notebook. And she'd write your name and 30 cents for a pop tart or whatever you needed. Gym shorts. You, if you let that tab, oh, if you buy your folders there, you could buy pop, anything really you needed. But if you let that tab get too long, she would hunt you down in class <gasps> and demand her you, money. She did. did be, you build up. Oh a man, tab I used to run up that. Oh, I didn't have any money, much money growing up in high school, so I just put it all on credit at the <gasps> store with Laverne, and then she gave me the shakedown a couple times and oh my pulled me out of class. <laughs> See, I never I went to there. And I'd be like, I-, I owe 20 bucks to Laverne. <laughs> like, I never went there for anything, I don't think. Plus, it was only nope. open, like, it was weird, wasn't it? Like, just during lunch hour? Weird school hours, yeah. Something, it was weird. Okay. But- yeah, she was open after school for a little bit, because I will get my, like, s'mores, Pop-Tart, and my Mountain Dew power food Perfect. for cheering. Yeah, For, you had, for cheerleading practice. You needed yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You needed that. Put it on the tab, Laverne. Put it on the tab. So I go see Laverne. She sold the most amazing eight pocket folders for our eight period day. And I was so happy. Do you remember those eight pocket folders? They were like, what is it called? Bound on the side? Like, uh, what is that? The plastic? Spiral bound. But it was that black plastic binding, you know? Yeah, like like, binded. Binded. And each folder was a different color and it was it was just perfect and now i really want yep. one it was and 
It was just I still you know I've been looking for them even for my kids going back to school and I've never them. found anything it's such like a the good idea. Eight p- folder thing Perfect. that Laverne stole. I know. Yeah. She she knew she knew. But anyway, I was so happy to get that. And then I woke up. <laughs> so I was kind of sad oh. because I really wanted to organize it and start putting my stuff in it and drawing on it. You didn't stickers. even have the time to like marker and put your you put your like my classes cr- labeled on it. Oh my god, that's so smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the best. But I wanted yeah, to share back to that school time with you because I knew you'd remember oh. Laverne and that eight it. pocket. <laughs> I was so excited. I do. That was the best folder, honestly. It, if, it really if, was. If there was a Awards for folders. Laverne sold the best. God bless Laverne. That's really crazy that you shared one of your dreams because I am about to share one of mine. I love it. Yay. I'm so excited. Oh, my and God. Again, synchronicities. Like, we did not plan this. It no. just happened that no. I and you are reading dreams today. That's our minds connecting that noise. <laughs> that sound, yeah. That's what that sound was. That sound, yeah, that's it. Okay. So I typed it up because my notes get a little a little crazy in the morning. And to let you know, there's a picture. That was the next thing I was going to ask. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a picture. All right. So this dream I had on June 7th. Ooh, okay. It starts Mark and I are boarding a plane. It seems to me that we were going on vacation, although I had no idea where our intended destination was when I boarded Ooh, the plane. That's a little nerve-wracking. I'd kind of want to know. <laughs> right. The plane was large. Like, really large. With a bunch of little rooms. Ooh. The rooms were all adorned with dark mahogany woodwork. Are there you were chandeliers. It's really fancy. <laughs> Archways winding wood staircases, and even fireplaces. Wow. I don't know how that works with having to have compressed oxygen, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me of an elegant old mansion, like an airplane mansion. An airplane mansion. I'd live in an airplane mansion. (gasps) It was beautiful. (sighs) Sounds lovely. I bet you were going somewhere international, somewhere delightful it's like what's above first class it was that oh god um platinum premium what's a good word platinum uh, class platinum class yeah i was writing platinum class nice. well although it had all this beautiful woodwork it did still have the same tube shape as a plane in okay. case you wanted to know mm-hmm. but it was four times as wide as a regular plane with really tall ceilings Wow, it was, it was a big boy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 949. <laughs> it's a thousand. <laughs> a thousand fifty-seven. <laughs> a thousand, yes. Platinum class on a thousand fifty-seven. Love it. <laughs> Bring me my champagne. We walk towards the back of the plane, and I look at our seats. Somehow our seats were not next to each other. And at this point, even Dream Me has an internal dialogue with myself, and it went something like this. That's so unlikely. That's so unlike me to not plan this better. Something seems off. I always make sure to plan these things. Something's weird. Something is weird, because yes, 100%, you mm-hmm. would never be sitting even, apart from each other. No. Mm-mm. I would have this planned. Yes. If we could afford a thousand 
97 platinum <laughs> class, then of course I would have had You can fucking sit next to each other. Yeah. Yep. But then I realized we were going to Florida. <laughs> we're... Oh, come on. In your dream. That's where you go. It's Florida. (laughs) It's like, could it go like somewhere internationally beautiful, like Spain? No, we're going to Florida. Somewhere you've never been. I know. And it was only a three-hour flight, so I guess I can deal with not sitting by Mark. Well, (laughs) I wonder how you would ever survive in such horrible, horrible conditions. Horrible conditions. Mark goes in one direction to find his seat through a wooden archway, and I go into another, quote-unquote, room, or another room. Mm. The, <laughs> the plane is about to take off, and I can't find my row. Oh, no! But since the flight attendants just announced they're closing the doors, I knew I had to find a seat quick. <laughs> I figured if I just find an empty seat, that would be fine. And I figured if I can find two empty seats together, then Mark can come sit by oh, me after takeoff. You're still trying to solve this problem? I'm still planning. How can I make this work? I know, right? I love it. I find a row with five empty seats. That's lucky. Bunch of shopping bags on all the seats, but no people. Mm, mm, it's like they were saving them. They, I guess. They were all in Put the bathroom. Put your Cartier away, ma'am. <laughs> so then I looked at the next row, which seemed empty, but upon further inspection... <laughs> Someone was just laying down across multiple seats and taking a nap. So, Hmm. rude, right? So I go and sit in the row with all the bags. (laughs) What's going to happen? I'm on the aisle seat, by the way. The plane takes off. And once in the air, a white woman in her 30s, blonde, walks up to me and tells me I'm sitting in her row. Oh, I do the oh. half stand up airplane thing so she can like <laughs> shuffle by me to her seat. Okay, but where was she during takeoff? Where was I she during takeoff? <laughs> That's not safe. It's the exact reason. This is a you- dream. This is a well, this is my Virgo brain going, you went back and found a safe place to sit, but this lady's off walking around during takeoff. Probably smoking in the in the bathroom. Who knows? Smoking in the bathroom. Don't tamper with those things, people. <laughs> so even though there are four seats with all of her bags on it, she sits directly next to me. Of course. Don't like Wait, all five of these seats are hers? Yes. And she, okay, she bought five airplane seats. <laughs> okay, I got it. On the 1097. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She looks annoyed and sits down next to me. The plane then banks and curves, and I can see everything out of the the plane's front windshield window. Oh, nice. It's one of those big open windows up front. (laughs) Yeah. You can just see the pilots are there. It's pre, must be pre 9-11, like, or post post i don't know but it was beautiful yeah (laughs) i'm just enjoying the view out the front window as we fly over hills and mountains and towns i have no idea where we are in our journey but we're over a town that seems a little bit odd there are (laughs) of course of course you you notice that you know you're thirty thousand feet but you're like i got a feeling the town we're over is weird (laughs) Well, let me tell you why it's weird. 
I see two large hills, and the town is nestled in the valley between the hills. On top of the first hill, <laughs> there was an animatronic man wearing a top hat and waving. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I wave too. This animatronic man must have been very large for me to see it from the plane. <laughs> you think? And there are multiple different animatronics against the hillside. Okay. But the one that stood out to me most was on the other hill, the second hill. It was a large animatronic oh. Oh, no. chicken. <laughs> was it as big as the man waving? This thing was huge. It must have been at least 100 feet tall on top of the hill. Oh, my God. That's the biggest it was chicken. The biggest animatronic chicken ever made. Did it move smoothly? Well, it, it, it was looking happy and flapping its wings. The little oh, animatronic like wings were just looking happy, looking I, left. Look, it was just happy little I wonder chicken. how this town decided on the chicken and the man as their yeah, poster mascots. animatronics on each hill. <laughs> right. Yep. But I did make a mental note to Google it later. And that I made a note that we should go back and visit that town someday. Because um, I wanted to see the huge, ginormous chicken in person i don't blame you yeah you know like in calcutta there's that big was it like a jesus statue or whatever um that's in brazil is that where it it? is brazil oh like um rio rio de janeiro i think yes that's it so it's like that but but not stone animatronic chicken and moves so it moves and it's a chicken and it's just flapping its wings yep Mm -hmm. love everything about well now the flight feels beautiful. I am so relaxed. It's a smooth ride. We're swooping and turning. It's just very relaxing. I'm enjoying the whole experience. What, what kind of plane is swooping and turning? That just doesn't sound very relaxing. It's supposed well, to kind it's of a be very a, expensive plane, I Brooke. guess. It's supposed to be kind of a straight, smooth ride. <laughs> not on the 1097. No, not on that. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When all of a sudden... I look to my left, and my roommate starts giving me a dirty look. Did you? Can I? Okay, I'm not even going to ask any questions because I have questions. No, go for it. Why didn't, once you took off, why didn't you go back to, like, your little private room and not sit next to this bitchy lady or? I don't know. I was enjoying the view out the front window. That's true. Of course. That's true. Okay. And so I just kind of was enjoying the flight. Regardless, Love it. But this girl's a bitch. I decided to ignore the bitch, so I close my eyes and try to relax and block her out. Yes. All of a sudden, my seat starts reclining back like it would in a car. Okay. I can even hear the noise as it slowly (laughs) leans back. By the way, I'm sorry if people do this, Mm -hmm. but I hate people that recline their seats back on planes. I agree. It goes agree. two Not inches, and those two inches make no difference to you sleeping, yes. but all the difference to the person no. you're leaning into. The tray table comes Agreed. out, and like you can't <sighs> move your... Le- oh, don't do it, people. It doesn't help you sleep, I, agree. I promise. I agree with you, and, and it, it comes up in my dream. Hold on. As soon as I reach all the way back... It starts raising me up again. <laughs> you, ooh, you are on a va- ride, aren't and you? And I'm like, like, I'm like, what the fuck? 
I search for a button, but I don't see one. How is the seat doing this? It's animatronic. Then I slowly... S- <laughs> yes. Then I slowly start tipping back again. <laughs> it's like it's rocking you slowly. <laughs> it goes back as far as it absolutely can go. I'm practically horizontal. And I look up to see the person sitting in the row behind me. And I'm completely horrified this is happening. Oh, no, that poor person. I was so worried. I didn't want to be that rude person. I don't. Even in my dream, I didn't want to be that rude reclining seat person. (laughs) Dude, were you pressing like the flight attendant button? Like, please, please, please help me. (laughs) No, I mean, the ceilings were so high. I wasn't able to reach it if there was one. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Maybe there weren't even flight attendants. They're like, this is so nice. You guys can figure it out. Just chill for three hours and enjoy. (laughs) Well, yeah, enjoy. It's classical music plays. Behind me is a 40-year-old black woman. She seems surprised, but just laughs. I explain to her I have no idea why this is happening, and my seat seems to be broken, and I'm so sorry. It lifts me back up again. And then back down. Of course. We knew this problem wasn't going to be solved. And then up once again. Oh my god. This woman just pleasantly smiles at me. I'm glad she wasn't mad, but I still have to stop this nonsense. Right? Like, I'd laugh the first few times, especially if someone's like, I don't know what's happening. I'd be laughing, but if it didn't stop, I'd be like, I'm not sitting here for for three hours. Three hours isn't that long, but I'm not sitting there with this chair. And I'm sure you probably don't really want to go up and down for three hours either. Maybe if it was a nice, gentle, like, rocking, but not... (laughs) No, not like a car seat moving up and down. (laughs) Anyways, I had to stop this nonsense. I look to my left, and on my armrest, I see resting her arm is resting bitch face Randall lady with a smirk. She refuses to move her arm, and I am certain she's the one controlling my seat. Oh, she is nasty. What a mean... And then I woke up. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! Oh, that was a good one. That was such a good one. Oh, that was my quite God. the ride, obviously. Yeah, you can say that but again. Why? But why? why? But why? Well, I guess technically, if we're going to be fair, you are in a seat she purchased. If she bought all five of those seats. Well, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, or she could. Just I have be to a bitch. climb a ladder to hit that call light. <laughs> I think she's just bitch. She's just mean. Just At least a, the girl, the woman behind me, didn't seem to care. She was just laughing along. She's like, "Oh, whoops!" I'd be like, "Hey, you can go could take the other worse. aisle seat on the other side, of bitch. We'll take all her seats." I should have. I should have gone back to Mark's room, but dreams <laughs> but, work in weird ways. You don't know what was happening back there either, though. He could have not had a seat or a seatbelt. He knows? couldn't see out the windshield, that's for sure. That's for sure, unfortunately. I hope you took some pictures for him. It was beautiful. I did make those notes. I had to go back and visit the chicken town. That's true. That's true. Chicken town, chicken town, animatronic chicken town. We gotta go. Cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> Best song I've ever heard. That's... Cluck, cluck, cluck. Well, that's, that's probably, like... 
their um, their Chamber of Commerce song. Yeah, they play it whenever. Tours and board. Yes, yeah. that has to yeah. be it. Whenever they gather, that's the song. <laughs> chicken town, chicken, chicken town. town. <laughs> and that's my dream. I loved it. Thank you so much for opening your dream journal and sharing it with us. Oh, special. I forgot to show you a picture. Let me see. Oh, oh my God. God. I, I almost forget. forgot the picture. Oh, <sighs> my yes. God. And Bestie. If you want to see this picture, you got to join our Sleepover Squad. That's where you get all the behind the scenes videos of our podcast episodes. Yeah. So maybe you can explain this to our besties that are listening on audio. And I'll also post a picture in our Sleepover Squad. But let's see here. Okay. So, oh, okay. I see you flying over. The plane is flying over the weird town right above the valley between the hills. And this is perfect because there is a guy on top of one hill with a hat and I can clearly see he's waving because he's got movement next to his hand. And then on the other top of the hill is the giant chicken also showing movement with the wings flapping. Perfect. That might be your best drawing yet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Now my focus is all. I know, off. like your focus was <laughs> off where I think because it was focusing so closely. Yes. I love that. I think it was your, I, you know, it's funny. Next time you have a picture like that, don't mm-hmm. read the dream. <laughs> Show me the picture. Oh, that's a good idea. Let me try picture to like first. Yes. make up okay. what I think it's about and then you can read I love it. that idea. <laughs> I think um, if I look backwards here. I think I've got one we could do that for next time. Okay. It'll be yep. funny. <laughs> okay. You're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I got one. I got lots of pictures with my dreams. Oh, I, I, I love it. I'm not a good artist, but. But that was great. Thank you. Thank you so much to Gina, as always. Always a wild ride, good or bad. Thank you for submitting your dream. And we also had some amazing catnaps, including one from me and one from Mindy. Yes, thanks for sharing, Brooke. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good fun. Okay, (laughs) so the reason this topic came to me is because yesterday morning, Mark woke up and told me he had this crazy dream, and he didn't want to take the time to fill it out for the podcast. But in short, (sighs) it starts with a gorilla human. (laughs) But he comes to the realization that he thinks he heard himself snoring in his in his dream and he interpreted it into his dream so it kind of made a play into his dream so now he's looking at a man and he's making these gorilla sounds which is which is actually him snoring oh wow yeah so today we're going to talk a little bit about sensory incorporation into dreams (sighs) oh okay so have you ever been in a dream when all of a sudden there's like a fire alarm going off in your dream and you hear like that beep, beep, and it takes you a minute to realize that the sound is not actually coming from your dream, but it's your alarm going off in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like you have a dream that you're walking down an alley and a dog comes up on the other side of the gate and starts like barking only to realize it's your own dog barking mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. At the Amazon delivery guy, of course. <laughs> always. Because that's Kingston. He's He just has to let us know every delivery coming. And then we have... <laughs> Sidebar, we have this one asshole UPS driver that oh, no. honks at every house he stops at. So you can hear him like five, five, ten houses down, like honk, and then he'll like drive the next Why house. Why does he like, do honk. that? Well, there's no, there's no need. And it just drives I mean, my dog bonkers. Don't people typically ring the doorbell? Like if you drop something off, you don't. 
honk yeah. in the driveway. Or you you're like, like have like your door cam. Or something. You don't have to let me know immediately honk. that moment. No. <sighs> Anyhow. Okay. Poor Side Casey. Grip. Okay. He's probably on. just losing his damn <laughs> little mind going Every nuts. day. Loses oh. a little brain. So again, today we're talking about what's called sensory incorporation into dreams. Cool. So you'd think that when we sleep, we're just like cut off from the world. But in fact, our sensory systems are still working and they can be added into our dream world. So fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is so fascinating. So our sleep state is a very peculiar kind of balancing act. On one hand, it's important to protect sleep so we're not awakened by every noise or light touch. Sure. But on the other hand, it's important that sleeping individuals can be responsive enough to the outside world in order to react to stimuli, such as children crying or Mm -hmm. uh, smoke of a fire or something like that. So our bodies are naturally kind of in this limbo of, is that sound something we need to wake up and be worried about? Mm -hmm. But most of the time, you're like, do we not... We don't want to wake up for every movement of our partner. In bed. Oh, my God. This is blowing my mind. Like, how does your brain differentiate? How does it know? Oh, I knew you'd pick a good science one, Mindy. I knew it. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so the earliest notations in literature come from a man named Luis Fernand Alfred Murray. That's he a was name. a French scholar he, born in 1817. Okay. We'll just call him Alfred Murray from going forward. Yeah, Al. So he, Al, good old Al. <laughs> yep. He's important because his ideas about interpretation of dreams and the effects of external stimuli on dreams predate those of Sigmund Freud. Yeah, that's who kind of unheard of. We covered of. in a previous yes. episode. And actually, Sigmund Freud mentioned Alfred Murray in his book, Interpretation of Dreams. Wow. So this is kind of like the OG. OG, Al. Alfred tells a story in his literature about an example of external stimuli working in a dream. So you got to think this is like 1840s about. Yep. I'm going to read you an excerpt from this literature. He dreamed of the reign of terror during the French Revolution. He found, this is a dreamer. Okay. He found himself summoned before the tribunal Mm. and was sentenced to death. Uh Uh-oh. In his dream, He was accompanied by an enormous crowd, and he was led to the place of execution. He mounted the scaffold, and the executioner tied him to the plank. It tipped over, and the knife of the guillotine fell. He he felt his head severed from his trunk and awakened with terrible anxiety, only to find that the headboard of his bed had fallen on him, (gasps) and he'd actually been struck in the cervical vertebrae just where the knife of the guillotine would have fallen. Oh my so, God! So that created so the dream. Those bed just fell. But yeah. I mean, it's like I just find it interesting too that the alarm can make you dream something, or maybe in your dream, you're. I don't even know how to put my thoughts together. It's just, <laughs> it's so fascinating to me that he created that whole guillotine just from his bed falling on him. Like, where did that story come from? Like, because he was dreaming it, and I'm blown away by this. (laughs) I'm just, sorry, continue. I got to form my thoughts here before I speak. I'm just, (laughs) you're good. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) So you know how I like to get into my studies. And so it is estimated that if a stimulus is present during REM sleep, 
and a dreamer is awakened and asked about the experience, the success rate of the dream stimuli incorporation into the dream is anywhere between 9 and 87%. Oh, well, that's helpful. Right. But again, a lot of things can can come into play. How deep in REM sleep are you? Um, How loud or how strong was the stimuli? So it happens. It can happen very often. It's just one of those things about dreams. We don't know exactly the answer. But there are three studies that I want to talk about. One was Nielsen, which was which was a study done in 1993. Schradel was a study done in 2009. And Solomovona and Carr was a study done in 2017. And I'll put all these in the show notes. In these studies, they all were very similar. So what would happen is they would have someone fall asleep. And once they noticed they were in REM sleep, they would do different things such as put pressure on certain body parts, spraying water on the sleeper, electrical stimulation, oh, rocking the f- bed that which they were sleeping in, and manipulation of limb positions. Huh. Okay. I want to sign up for this study. That sounds I really fun. Know. I, mean, I think I think I'd wake maybe up not for the electrical any stimulation part. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably like you know like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still. I'm out Do you water think on face. I mean, you are a mother. I yes. wonder if that affects how you re you respond to stimuli too because are you more right. sensitive to external stimuli from your dream yeah. because you are a mom and you're like something could be wrong with my kids and you have that mm-hmm. maternal like connection it is funny because i do feel that when my kids aren't here or any of the kids aren't here and they're at their other parents house i do sleep deeper huh? okay than if i know that they're here yeah. i sleep a lot lighter knowing that they're here it's a mama it's a mama for you Okay, so I have some examples from these studies I'd like to share and what happened. Okay. So the first is, during one of the studies, it was a somatosensory stimulation. Mm -hmm. They inflated a blood pressure cuff on the ankle. Mm -hmm. And the dreamer reported they felt pressure from the cuff, but all of a sudden they thought it was their cat jumping off of them because their cat sleeps on them all the time on their legs. Oh, so it was an inter. Like, they took it as, "Oh, it's my cat," but it still woke them up. Yes, that one did. Okay, this is an a, example of one again where a blood pressure cuff was on an ankle. The dreamer reported, "At first, I was flying. There were mountains and mountaintops everywhere. There was snow, and then I found myself on a boat, and it was stormy. I was holding on to a prow when the boat was tilting." I could touch the water, and suddenly a dolphin took me on my ankle, and I was swimming away from it. A dolphin? So, like, the pressure on the ankle from the cuff made them think it was a dolphin that grabbed onto their ankle. But, I mean, come on. A dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. In another one, this was where they put sensors on their foot, so it was, like, taps upon the bottom of their foot that they were experiencing. And this person said... They dreamt that people were dancing on a veranda, which also resembled a light, a lighted stage. And he was watching from a little way off as if he was a spectator in the theater. So like the vibrations from the people I dancing. I want to do this to you. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it for you. Great. And I, I mean, you can try it with me too, but I think it would work a lot better with you. <laughs> Next sleepover, Brooke. Yes. Okay. So there's two more I wanted to mention. 
One was an auditory stimulation. So they also said that if a word was said, and we've talked about this, we touched on this topic before, Mm -hmm. but they had said the word Richard to this person while they were sleeping. And in the dream, the dreamer reported there was a big sale at a store called Richard's in the center of Edinburgh. That's amazing. Yes. I want to go to the sale at Richard's. (laughs) Yes, sign me up. Yeah. The last one I want to talk about is an olfactory simulation. Mm. And during this test, someone reported a dream where they were cleaning a toilet that was full of yellow liquid. Mm. I guess yeah. it's better than well, brown liquid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, I mean, we talked about that too, about like sense and how they work in shared dreams. So this is just a little uh, bit more of a deep dive into it. Yeah, very interesting. One explanation for such stimuli incorporation into dreams is that the stimulation produces a microarousal. Ooh. Ooh. How do I get the full arousal? (laughs) (laughs) So, for example, it lightly awakens the dreamer so they can perceive it enough, but not enough to wake them up. Thus, the dream continues. Ah, I love this. But once the mind has already registered a stimulus that does not quite fit within the dream, in order to maintain the dream, the stimulus is recontextualized and now becomes a part of the ongoing narrative. Our brains are messed up, but so interesting, too. The last part I want to talk about is a topic that I'll be covering upcoming. We asked a couple of our besties for suggestions, and one of our besties had suggested lucid dreaming as a topic, Mm -hmm. which it's a big topic. So I'm going to get to it. (laughs) It's a beast. It's a beast. But did you know that there's actually sleep masks marketed for lucid dreaming? What? To help you learn how to release a dream. Yep. So one of them is, and this is not a promo or anything, but I found it on luciditydreammask.com. It's (laughs) $49.99. It's a mask that you wear when you sleep. And what happens is there's little red lights that appear once you hit REM sleep that will blink in your mask. Okay. So when the dreamer realizes there are red lights flashing in their dream... That allows them to become lucid and realizing that that part, like, oh, I'm actually dreaming. And from there, they can do whatever they want in a lucid dream. Oh, my God. Did you order one already? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking <laughs> of it. I thought for sure it'd be something from, like, Sharper Image or, yes. you know, Brookstone. It could be on it. Yes. <laughs> well, let me see if we can get an affiliate code for that. Um, yes, please. I would love to try it. Oh, me too. One person described this sleep mask as, I was walking along a road with my boss when the whole scene flashed, cueing me that I was dreaming. I mentioned it to him and then flew around a little while to prove it. What do you think the first thing you would do? Because the first thing I thought of was I would fly. I don't fly, know why. Definitely fly. No, I'd weird? love to. Yes. Just take off. Because wow. it's a sensation I think everyone wants to feel. Yeah. yeah. Get places And then I'm going to go rob a bank. I don't know. You know, I've tried to do, like, all the things that you can't do. Like I know. Be naughty for a day and then get it out of my system. (laughs) Yeah, get it out of your system. So just to wrap up, even in our sleep, our mind is continuously monitoring our environment. It helps us when our children call out for help at night. It helps us if there's a smell of fire 
or a strange bump in the night that has us worried if there's a break-in. But when our brain registers it as not being a threat, it can work its way into our dreams. So cool. So cool. Yay! I gave you applause. (laughs) Thank you. And a lot of that information came from uh, Psychology Today. Nope. It's a Psychology Today article. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, (laughs) Today. A lot of that information came from a Psychology Today article I came across from Dr. Michelle Carr. It was called Sensory Incorporation into Dreams. So, yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. Excellent. Before we move on to Chit Chat, Brooke, a couple pod news things. One, I want to say thank you to our bestie, Samantha, who sent us her Naughty 90 Mad Libs from our 90 episode. So thank you. It was hilarious. We're going to send some stickers out to you. Send us a message with your address. We want to get them out. And then we had a YouTube comment. So if you don't know, this podcast is on YouTube as well. Just the audio of our podcast. But we did have someone called Mr. Waldo DiBaldo 3208 say, keep up the good work. So thanks. So I'm giving a shout out to Mr. Waldo. That's awesome. And thank you so much, Samantha. You know we love our Mad Libs and the naughtier the better. So thank you. It was perfect. Thank you so much. (laughs) Chit chat. Chit 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 chat. Chitty chitty bang bang. So I feel like I've been talking a long while. So let me ask you, how was your week? I just finished my second weekend in a row of weddings, and yes. it was amazing. I mean, Yay. she was beautiful, and she was so relaxed and just enjoying the moment, and it was a beautiful day. Hot as fuck, but luckily a breeze came through right in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> it was hard when you're wearing those bridesmaid, bridesmaid dresses, and you're just... Oh, and the guys had suits on. Long dresses, right? Long dresses. And the guys had suits. I'm like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it was, you know, just a pretty short ceremony. But we had so much fun. And it was a fun group of people. Everyone was dancing. It was was just Mm, a blast. The dance floor. I know. It was a fun, fun wedding. And I'm so blessed to be part of their day. And I can't thank them enough. And shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Pregler. Sydney and Jeff. Love Yay. you. Congratulations. You yeah. know, it's funny because I don't always assume that uh, one partner's taking the other partner's last name anymore because yeah. so many of the couples I've run across, they're older. They might be in their like late 20s and they've established themselves in a career with a name. Yeah. So I, I always hate to like say Mr. and Mrs. because I'm like, that's not necessarily how it works anymore these days. Before a wedding, I always send a questionnaire like, are you guys keeping your names? Are you sharing a name? Are you? Some people come up with a whole new last name, which I love. Yeah, like, I've seen that. Like, do they whatever mix, you want to do. Mix it up. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking yeah. about that though, because, um, you know, now if I, you were gonna let me let me ask if you were gonna get married now because you have not you haven't been married in, yet. I would keep my name. I would keep, keep my name because that's yeah. who I am. Forty but, forty years you've had that name. I've had that <laughs> name. I've changed. Kind of lean into it by now, um, but I do find it interesting that like, whenever whether you keep or keep your name or change your name or make a mashup name, whatever it is, weddings as untraditional as 
they could be or what have you, mm-hmm. they still say introducing for the first time. Yes. Mr. and Mrs. Jeff yeah. Pregler, and it's still like the guy. Yeah. You know, or the Preglers or something, you know, like it's. I think it depends on the officiant because I does. think a lot more these days are like, how do you want to be announced? Because again, not everyone's yeah. taking everyone's name. No, I agree. I agree. Speaking of weddings, I just uh, this weekend shot a 15 and a half hour Ugh. wedding. How'd you do, babe? Are you alive? I'm, I am alive. I was practically dead by the time I got home. Um, it was beautiful. It was a Hindu yeah. wedding and a Christian wedding. So the groom was Hindu. So in the morning, I started at like 6 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, did the whole Bharat, the whole Hindu ceremony. Beautiful. I mean, Lots culturally, of I love seeing all different kinds of weddings. Yeah. So their colors were, um, there was some red, but lots of pinks involved okay. as well. Very co- but colorful. Yeah. And she did the henna the couple days before. They did like a family henna session. Oh, good. Nicest couple. They uh, were they were introduced as doctor and doctor because they're both doctors. I, which love, I love that. Oh, I was that's like, yeah, funny. You know. yeah, yeah, show off. I love yeah, it. Yeah, show that off. That's a lot of <laughs> lot of education, a lot of money to get that mm-hmm. title. Um, so in the morning was doctor. the Hindu it. ceremony, which I love. And in let me take a step back. In like a Catholic ceremony, it's very strict on where the photographer can stand, what they can do, what they can't do, when they can take pictures, when they can't. In a Hindu ceremony, in the experiences I've had, they want the photographer up there on the man lap with everyone, shoes off respectively, of course. Yeah. Um, But you're up there and you're taking, you're a few feet away because they want to make sure you're getting every part of the ceremony. Isn't that crazy for you? So culturally, it's very interesting. I mean, doesn't yeah. it? Because you probably don't do that many where you're that close. So to like change your yeah. whole method and you're like, I don't feel right being it's up different. here with you. So it's very interesting, <laughs> the cultural yeah. differences. I, yeah, I love it. And so then they did a, we had a two and a half hour break in the middle of the day where the bride redid hair and makeup, uh, outfits changes for the full bridal party. And then the second half of the day was the Christian ceremony, which is outside. It was beautiful. Then a full reception after that. It was the longest wedding I've ever shot. But it It was amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beginning to end. It was such I I have the I say I have the best job. I really do. I get to be with people on the happiest days of their lives. So it was really cool. They were very, very sweet couple. So I loved it. I didn't get run over by the horse either, which is also very good. You did not, or you did. I did not get rid of. Oh, over I didn't know if that was supposed yeah. to be a good luck sign no, or no. Mm, no, because the groom they, came in on a horse. In a horse and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen and so that. I and here I am, like worried. Like this horse was like, of course they had to be very well trained with noise. Oh, yeah. There's smoke bombs. There's things getting thrown. There's yeah. a sword. There's you know, every everyone everyone. And like, you oh had to God, be up this, close. <laughs> if this horse bucks someone, I'm gonna cry. But no, it was very <laughs> good. Very it was cool. a good horse. It was a good horse. Well, we both yeah. had some fantastic weddings. Very different, beautiful. but beautiful and a lot yes. of fun. Yeah. Good times. All right, Bessie, that's wrapping it up. We want you to do us one favor, and that's to tell your best friend about the show. You can tell your bestie whose wedding you're standing up in Ooh. or photographing. You can tell... Your favorite person you, that you would share a whole cheesecake with? Because for me, that'd be Brooke. I Aww. we could put we could polish one off. 
Mm. We could. Let's try it. Delicious. Okay, Mm -hmm. next time. You can tell your naked nanny about Mm. the podcast, or you can tell that bitch on the airplane who's fucking with your seat. Mm -mm. Stop fucking with my seat, but hey, instead of that, let's listen to a podcast called Revelations. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Turn it around a little bit. Or just tell the person behind you whose lap you're laying in, because she seemed a lot nicer. Yeah, and she needs to relax a little bit, too, so (laughs) she'd enjoy it. All right, bestie. Just tell one person. We would appreciate that so much. Thank you. All right, bestie. Until next week. Sweet Sweet dreams, dreams, bitches. bitches. You're the funny one. (laughs) I think you're the funny one. You always had me crack. You've always had me crack up. Well, ditto. Ditto. Ditto to the O. Ditto to the O. (laughs) 